it to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Geminis, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Easy Yoga Podcast, all things yoga, well-being and relationship. And today I have a wonderful lady called Amanda and we have been speaking for a few months now, I think, and I've been on her podcast as well. So she is a mental health and well-being mentor, trauma-informed coaching, menopause awareness advocate, well-being strategic I can't say that word. Strategist. <laughs> I had trouble with that earlier. She is also a um, the health and wellbeing manager on Runway Media UK Limited, which is an aviation media company. So thank you, Amanda, for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. And it's a difficult word to pronounce. So don't worry about it. <laughs> you even said to me before we started recording. I know. <laughs> oh no thank you it's lovely to be here that's all right thank you so um yeah let's just jump into it so have you always been a mental health and well-being coach or what have you been up to no I haven't so for most of my career I worked in legal and commercial as a contracts manager Um, and I used to negotiate contracts um for the BBC and then sort of the, the last job I had in that arena was for a big IT company. Um, but I, I basically got to the point where a number of things happened. Um, I went through my own sort of, I guess, struggles with the company. Um, to put it very simply, there was a lot of stuff going on. And I ended up basically having a little bit of a breakdown because I wasn't supported in, in my role or my decisions. And, you know, whilst everything kind of crashed around me, even in that moment of when I was struggling, I kind of just thought, do you know what, I've, I've spent my life aside to my job, always being a person that people come and talk to. And I've always had an interest in sort of health and wellness. So my kind of healing journey from that experience was to make the decision that I really wanted to kind of pivot out of that and retrain so that I could help others really avoid what I went through or if they were struggling help them to become more resilient and so that's where it came from basically that's amazing yeah that's really good just because I suppose yeah it's nice that you had not nice that you'd gone through it but nice that you have now got the experience that you've gone through it that then you can then teach other people how to deal with it and and yeah or move on and get help that they need and things like that I suppose exactly and I think especially when we look at kind of the you know we all run a business or we're working for a company you know many people will have said to me in the past oh you know whenever I've spoken to someone they just don't get it because they've never you know a lot of and this is no disrespect to sort of counsellors or coaches of whatever um, realm but a lot of them haven't worked in that environment so they don't understand what it's like and I think 
that's why I resonate so highly with with people when they are struggling because yeah. I have been through it I've been there yeah. as well as now having the tools that I can actually mentally and physically help people with yeah yeah definitely and was there quite a lot of people um going through the same thing do you know at your there own- were in the company yeah there was it was it was quite a toxic atmosphere being a great company to work for but they went through a lot of changes and with that it affected quite a lot of people in different ways yeah so a lot of people like myself ended up leaving um around the same kind of time or within sort of a year's period yeah so I do feel grateful because I think as as I know when we've talked before everything that we go through in life gives you lessons doesn't it and it's a learning experience which you can choose to kind of see it negatively which you know if we're honest we probably do at the point of it all going on um but actually to then sit back and look at what it's given you I actually feel grateful now that I'm in a position to help people because of what I went through yeah yeah I can totally resonate with that because we when I was at the veterinary or in the veterinary profession the company that I worked for I was there for 19 years and Mm. it was always a family-run business and then three years ago I presume it was now something like that um it then got sold and taken over by corporate and most of the veterinary practices now around our area are corporate there's hardly any independent ones at all Mm. but yeah then they come in and they start to change things and then the bosses are saying no we're not going to change anything I was like well yeah you are and yeah yeah Yeah. people just don't know where they are and then mental health help happens and yeah it's just like a snowball effect but then they don't actually care all they care about is the money exactly oh it's just horrible isn't it but a lot of companies it is it it really depersonalizes doesn't it like you say when you've worked for something I mean that's similar to what happened with us we we actually bought another company but in that shift it changed the culture yeah um you know so in a similar way you've just said and therefore that kind of family feel to a company totally goes and then people just become numbers and it it you really lose that personalization don't you yeah you do definitely yeah yeah so what areas of people's health can you help with what's your so I decided um when I first started retraining nutrition for me was a huge focus because again people don't realize that you know we always talk about nutrition when we talk about sort of often losing weight or eating more healthily and you know obviously those things are important to look after ourselves but for me that was part of my tool for helping myself because obviously food has a huge impact on our mood and our sort of mental cognitive skills and our energy levels and all these kind of things. So I first retrained in nutrition because I felt that was kind of the underpinning thing. But as I started working with people, I soon realized that whilst that is is really fundamental and key and is often the piece that is missed when we talk about like mental health um, resources but people are always coming to me focusing on nutrition because they did have sort of digestive issues and, and, and the like but there was always some underlying mental or emotional yeah. stuff that was going on as well so I then did more training and I've studied um, stress management and resilience the effects that stress has on the mind and body I've um, done emotional freedom techniques so tapping people That's may have correct. heard of that yeah um, and also I've studied and I'm studying further cognitive behavioral therapy um, CBT you know people probably heard of that as well yeah. because what I felt was I wanted there isn't one size fits all you know I what I was hearing 
was that people will go and see maybe a hypnotherapist or they'll go and see a counsellor or they'll go and see a health coach. Now, all of those things on their own are great, but for every single person, that person will have different needs. And so some of those things just may not work for them or they may just not resonate with, you know, with the modality. So what I wanted to do was to really have a toolbox that I could then sort of connect the dots from a, you know, from a causes point of view rather than just a symptomatic point of view to then look at the whole person and see how I could help them the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I really love tapping as well. Tapping is really, really good. And it also it does go really well with nutrition as well. And, and mm. most of the people don't really realize that I, I wrote a blog post, I think yesterday about it, actually about how you, I don't know what the word is like, you you're upset or you're stressed out, your mental health is really low. And then you just start to eat chocolate and crisps and things like that. They're not make you feel better, but only for an hour or so because mm. of the the glucose the yeah yeah the insulin in your blood makes you feel good and then an hour later you'll then feel really slumped and tired and then you go and eat something else and then yeah it's like a big effect on that and then most people don't even realize that if you eat good whole healthy foods whole whole foods you Mm. feel so much better and raw foods as well like more fruit veg just things that haven't been processed as much yeah. And it's and exactly what you said, you know, when when we're when we're tired, you know, that's another good example. You people often will reach for the caffeine or the sugar to yeah. give them that kind of lift. But as you say, the minute that kind of wears off, which is really yeah. quickly, you end up feeling worse than you did to start with. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you're in this cycle then, whereas actually by choosing things like you've said, you know, raw foods, lots of sort of nuts, seeds, fruits, vegetables, having them in a smoothie. So it doesn't need to be complicated. Yeah. You actually help not only your, your, your inner nutrition and the nutrients that you need, but you actually help to sort of balance your energy levels and your mood and your blood sugar, which in turn can just really help you sort of set you up and, and have to have a better day, can't yeah. it? Yeah, definitely. It really, really does. It really helps you just with anything as well. Yeah. If you're stuck in traffic or stuck in a car, don't have snacks, bad snacks. Well, not mm. bad snacks. Don't have crisps or, or processed foods. Have good, healthy foods. And then, yeah, you then won't get so stressed out if you're stuck in traffic somewhere or, yeah, yeah it just, it has a whole range of effects on it on your whole body doesn't it just yeah exactly you know and I know you're a huge advocate for kind of how we structure our day and and starting our day with the right intent and I mean and that goes that goes for food as well because if you don't allow yourself time or you don't put in the preparation time the day before to have these things at your disposal when you are hungry or if you're taking them to the office then when you get to that point when you're hungry or tired it's then that you make the poor choices because you haven't got the things there to support yourself yes yeah yeah it really does oh I love this stuff (laughs) (laughs) and how do you work with individuals and businesses as well so with individuals obviously people come to me for a number of reasons but primarily it's because they're struggling with with some area of their life you know it might be Key things that I work a lot with are things like um, anxiety, sort of mental and emotional um, struggles, be it stress, um, and those wanting to sort of make more positive change. And they've been struggling to kind of put change into their life and really don't know where to start. So that obviously involves in us looking at the person as a whole. So it takes in looking at their lifestyle, 
you know, whether they've got family, do they work? Do they work from home? Do they go to an office? And then looking at, I, I'm a huge believer in um, what they call functional medicine, um, mm. where you look at the causes rather than just treating the symptoms. Because if somebody came to me saying, I don't know, I'm struggling with a sore shoulder, which is keeping me awake at night. Yeah. Modern medicine, which has absolutely got a place, you know, in, in our lives, but modern medicine would say, oh, okay, well, we'll give you an anti-inflammatory or we'll yes. give you a painkiller to relieve the pain because yeah. that's obviously what people are most bothered by. Yeah. But if you take that as, as an example that we'll work with, I would be more likely to say, well, why do you think you've got that shoulder hurting? Yeah. You know, have you been sitting poorly? Have you suffered a lot of stress? What's going on in your life? Because at the end of the day, we want to try and stop the cause rather yeah. than just treating the symptoms. So that, so that kind of equates for anything, whether it's emotional stress, anxiety. So, you know, I might help someone with the fact that they're feeling really anxious about being in a car, traveling on the motorway. Yeah. Now, something will have been the cause of that in the first place. And it may have been months, years ago, and it may not have picked up until recently. Yeah. So we'll work at trying to break down the barriers to look at where that cause comes from yeah. yeah, and then support going forwards. So that will be a number of things <clears throat> with individuals. When we look at businesses, obviously I look at then assessing what is it they do um, in the office space, for instance, now, what is it their employees are provided with? What policies do they have in place for sort of wellness and mental health? Um, how can they help their employees more by understanding their needs, you know, whether it's shift workers or people that work remotely all the time. And obviously we've had a lot of that yeah. you know, in this <laughs> last year. Um, and then trying to understand, you know, what their needs are rather than companies putting in place benefits for an employee so you know obvious ones like cycle to work schemes or yeah. access to gym membership which is all great but if it isn't what the employee needs and what they want yeah. then it's not going to really help them yeah. so I kind of look at that bigger picture and sort of look at how we can understand and therefore get buy-in from the top down so that it's not just sort of the HR department that are adopting this. Yeah. It's actually the, you know, the, the CEO or the finance person, whatever it is, if it's a small company, to, to really get to something where whatever they decide to do will really have a maximum benefit for everybody. Yeah. yeah. So I am so excited to announce that I am now an affiliate of Gravity Life and this is an incredible company who have an award-winning two-piece massage device called Posture Key and this uses your own body weight to provide pain relief and realign your spine's natural curvature. So give the power back to your body and all being a yogi, I'm all into this, all over this. So Posture Key improves our posture in the most natural way by allowing the body to fix and readjust itself rather than using brute force and harsh manipulation they believe that we should let our bodies do the work for us whilst we unwind and relax and why not so head over to the website now which is gravitylife.com and use the code easy yoga at the checkout to get 15 pounds off your first order with free shipping so that's gravitylife.com and go and check it out because it is the most incredible product you will ever find it is really really good so go and get your 15 pounds off using easy yoga 
Jessica at the checkout and I will speak to you soon. And have you noticed that there's more, you're busier because of the last year that people are, how their their mental health has decreased and yeah, people are working from home more, trying to work around having the kids at home, although probably not now, but yeah, just trying. Mm. Do you know what? There's been so many benefits, but also so many negatives because people, for instance, I mean, and I used to do this years ago, used to commute, you know, a fair distance on train and, and everything else. So those that have been working from home and not having to commute have actually reduced their stress levels and they felt quite glad of, you know, the the lack of sort of pressure to sort of to do that every day. However, on the flip side, people that maybe need that human interaction, that face to face contact and maybe don't have a great relationship with their colleagues or their boss, they've obviously been impacted on a negative side because they've then been working at home which has perhaps given them that distance they need from certain people but actually it's made them internalize their problems a lot more without any support yes so it's it's affected people so differently there's been pluses and negatives you know throughout yeah yeah. but generally I think the the cases of people's mental struggles definitely has risen um, because it's manifested in in different ways and like you've said you know there have been parents that have been trying to juggle working (laughs) from home which just doesn't work however however you try it (laughs) Um, and yet you know there are others that actually they've become almost introverts to the point that the thought of going back to the office is filling them with anxiety and fear so there's so many parameters that you know um need to be looked at and it and again it's not one size fits all you know if a company is now saying oh you can come back to the office for two days a week yeah a lot of people will be thinking oh brilliant I can see my colleagues whereas for half the workforce they may be actually feeling really fearful so it's a very difficult one you know to work with individuals and I think it's it's something that definitely needs to be addressed, but there isn't kind of just one theme, you know, that you can go with. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope over the next year or so employers will embrace this and try and get more personal with their employees or at least someone else like HR or people like that. Mm. Employees will have someone to go to if they feel that they need help. And then HR will then go to people like you to, get the help because yeah everybody is different every single person is different and everyone like you just said everyone has different ways of doing things and yeah some people might be a talker like I am I don't mind who knows what about me but other people (laughs) yeah (laughs) other people are really quiet and don't want to talk about it and then that I find then builds up especially with my clients as well that it builds up and builds up and builds up until yeah. they then pop and then they've got a whole nother issue going on whatever that exactly. is exactly and I think you know historically HR departments and companies have you know normally been based in the head office you know yeah. for, as an example and that actually we only ever see HR if they're conducting interviews delivering yeah. a company message or yeah. doing a round of redundancies yeah and, and again when you've got different offices or people working in different locations that's a negative connection and I think that kind of whole trust 
trust process, sometimes removing it, um, not necessarily from HR, but removing it from an HR scene person and actually yeah. putting it in the shoes of someone who is dedicated to health and well-being yeah and starts to be able to drive those conversations and to yeah. actually open up people feeling that they can trust and they can yeah. you know um kind of say what they're feeling and then yeah. taking it out you know taking it out to the different sites if a company has more than one location because yeah. then people feel as though they matter rather than yeah. they're just being yeah. seen you know over there and yeah. nobody actually ever comes and sees them so Definitely. I think there's a a lot of positives have come out of this out of this last year and I yeah. do think companies are a lot more aware yeah but I think there's still a long way to go yeah yeah and I think a lot of people need to unlearn things as well because we're all made or said to to do this do that do this do that by people higher or or whoever like just society in general mm. and actually we need to find the answers within us and people don't have a clue how to do that and our ancestors or, or people like things in nature animals know exactly what to do and how to do it but we don't and i think we just need to unlearn things like that Mm. to be able to talk about things because a lot of people don't like talking because they can't trust someone no. because something's happened to them in the past so yeah I think definitely I think your your yeah your whole business um <laughs> thing what's the word <laughs> yeah kind of focus right, it is yeah. it's changing that culture and that that's what's so exciting because as I said right at the beginning my my whole kind of drive out of what I went through was to really help people you know either avoid so pr providing them with tools and resilience and everything else or if they have got to the point sadly where they are going through some sort of struggles be able to support and guide them and yeah. for me that that drives me every day because yeah. I think thankfully it is become more spoken about yeah. but I just think there's a there's a lot of extra change because it's a culture thing as well you yeah. know it's like you've just said it's it's people have got belief systems in place yeah. people have got entrained behaviors that have, they've grown up with or their yeah. career has been formed around so we need to break down those barriers first yeah to really then sort of make a shift you know that will really make a difference yeah yeah and do you work with just females or males or both any no both any anybody that is in need basically so yeah I've had um, male nutrition clients you know individual clients and obviously in the workspace um, you know it's yeah. it's everybody and even to the point that it's that more diverse so I'm I'm a huge advocate at the moment for menopause awareness in the workplace which oh, thankfully companies are starting to to sort yes. of you know think about because again the demographic of women in the workplace is that age group is yeah. one of the hugest growing demographics yeah. and yet you know lots of women I've heard horrible stories of women that have done a job for 10 years and because of the symptoms they're going through yeah. they feel as though they can't carry on and are leaving jobs and careers and it's really sad really sad I had a lady actually called Alex on on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and yeah we she she's an advocate for menopause and I didn't know half this stuff I'm 38 so I'm yet to go through it obviously but oh. I didn't know half this stuff and it is really bad that yeah most well especially like in the veterinary profession again with mm. the veterinary nurses 
you most of them are women and and yeah. yeah you don't really no one really talks about it and even women aren't really talking about it i know it's getting more now a lot mm. more people are starting to talk about it it's not a taboo subject and we need to all be together on this and and help each other i think definitely because everybody has different symptoms but again they're all the same symptoms if you know what I mean it's yeah they are and I think you know if we extend that I'm even kind of considering some sort of work about more you know like you mentioned the word taboo subject but sort of reducing the stigma around girls because even when you know we're talking teenage girls and they start their periods and they're at school there is still that stigma around keeping it hidden yeah and and whilst they get education you know and now boys at school do partake in the same sort of um uh, lessons that are talking about it there's still that stigma and, and we all know as women growing up we've had days when we've felt really rough and have been at work and yeah. yet you can't talk about it you can't say that's a reason and I know there's so many things that people struggle with yeah but I think in general it's it's being able to open up discussion about anything if you suffer from IBS you yeah. should be able to say something if you yeah. suffer from some sort of autoimmune disease and you're having a rubbish day and you need some time off yeah. you should be able to say something and this this whole mental health awareness thing I think is is slowly going to break down those barriers and make those conversations more possible. Yeah. And I think over the last year as well, a lot more people are coming out and saying, yes, I've got this or I've got that. And and it's not a bad thing at all. The employers need to know that. Mm. And then, yeah, have, have people like you helping with the businesses. But yeah, I think we should definitely talk about it a lot more because again, we, we have been, told in our the way we've been growing up or everything around us not to talk or not to say that don't say Mm. that don't say that you might offend someone or something like that you should just be able to say what you want when you want and and have someone there to listen as well I think a lot of people don't listen either no and I think you know the benefit to into employers if they're listening to this is (laughs) is you know employers I mean and, and you said at the beginning their focus is always the bottom line you know their focus is days of absence you know and and sort of um productivity and things like that which obviously is what they focus on but again if we open up these conversations and we make people more aware then actually their absence um cases will drop because then people will feel comfortable to not throw a sick day but at least to say look do you know what I need to go and have an hour out or something and I'll, I'll hop back onto work later on but what people are doing is they're just taking a day off sick because they don't want to say what's wrong with them or yeah. why they're struggling. Yeah. So actually you get that visibility of your employees a lot more. And then there's clarity about where the issues are and how you can support people better. Yeah. And they're a lot more productive as well. If they do take that hour off, they then feel mm-hmm. better within themselves because they've gone out in nature or they've done something that they exactly do. And then they come back and feel a lot more positive. So, yeah. yeah. I think we certainly need to embrace that. Definitely. Definitely. And how can people find out more about you? Where are you and what you, where's your website and things? So obviously you mentioned LinkedIn at the beginning. So I'm on LinkedIn um, under my um, profile, which is Amanda Forster Sell. I'm also on all social media channels. Um, so my business 
is nourish healing so things like instagram um is nourish underscore healing or they can go to my website which is nourishhealing.co.uk to get all my contact details on there as well perfect thank you thank you so much that was really welcome thank you for being on here all right it's nice to be here it's just nice to chat to someone who shares you know the same ethos and just wants to help people feel better it is oh thank you so so much it's been great but yeah we'll definitely catch up soon most definitely we'll come back on again and do something else (laughs) fantastic thank you for having me thank you all right everybody i will see you next week for another episode on the easy yoga podcast bye